Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grabbag, your weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass Collection, bringing you 3D perspectives from Vegas Skill Range. I am the tackle master of this episode. Andrew, with me, our master baiter, Keith. Hello. And with us, our <laughs> guppy, Liz. Hey, guys. And this week, we played Call of the Wild, the Angler by Expansive Worlds. Oh, I see what you did there. Okay. It makes a lot more sense. I'm not following this intro at all. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. We played Starfield. <laughs> uh, I'll see how long it would take Keith to kind of pick up on what's going on here. No, of course, we played Starfield by Bethesda Game Studios. Uh, this was also a listener request, so so thank you so much to Daniel and Donnie. We had two people actually recommend that we play this, so we check out Starfield by Bethesda. So, Starfield. Starfield's a first-person or third-person action RPG. We are playing a rookie miner who just recently joined an expedition who is at a new planet who got a tip that there is a strange artifact embedded in a rock. So, you being the rookie, the crew's like, hey, let's send the rookie to go uh, pull out this artifact. You pull out the artifact, your mind goes blank, you have this weird vision, and you wake up, and you create your character. You end up meeting a group called the Constellation, which is essentially a galactic exploration group who are trying to basically push the boundaries of exploration for humanity. And they recruit you to join their team to go and explore and find more of these artifacts. But going around, Liz, <laughs> I'm going to start with you because this is why I love having you on the podcast. You, you truly are a noob and you have no idea the drama that's been going on with this game before it was made, after it came out. All of this stuff. Heck, do you... We've played one Bethesda RPG. Kind of one and a half, if I'm thinking correctly. Do you even know what game we played that was from Bethesda? Okay, do you know what? I was trying to think of which game was. Because I I should say that, except for Stardew Valley, I don't know who makes what exactly, that we yeah. play. So I had two guesses of a okay. Bethesda game. One was Control or nope. Man of Madan. Nope, neither of those. Oh, what was it? <laughs> was I? No, I wasn't close. No, you weren't even close. Like I said, I would accept like one and a half. We played Skyrim. Okay. Skyrim's from them. And then I say one and a half because we also played the Outer Wilds, or Outer Worlds, which is from Obsidian, which Obsidian back in the day made Fallout New Vegas. So they were kind of with Bethesda. <laughs> But that's why I'd kind of give like half credit if you if you said Outer Worlds. But, but you I would, didn't. You didn't even say Outer Worlds. <laughs> But yeah, so anyway, Liz, was this a game or pass for you? When I originally saw the trailer for this, I I didn't care if I played it. I really, I was very like even when they eh. did that hour long presentation, like that didn't get you interested. That got me more interested. But I'm talking like the first the first time because okay. they had like this very tiny thing. Um, I'm gonna give it a game. It was one of those unfortunate weeks where I did not want to play video games. I, Andrew, I know you can't understand this, but <laughs> I did not want to play it. And so I put the hours in that I needed to, and I did enjoy it. Like, this is the type of game that I love where you're doing these missions and you're making these choices. But this was the kind of week where I just wanted, like, a mindless game. And so I Bad do... week. Yeah, I do <laughs> love this style of game. I, do you know what would have been perfect this week for me? Probably, like, a roguelike. I think that would have been perfect for me. But I love the style of game. I feel bad because I feel like I just touched the surface of the story. And um, I felt like, because we've been playing a lot of space games too, it wasn't as natural feeling 
But overall, I'm definitely going to give it a game. Man, I never, I never thought I'd hear Liz say she she was itching for us to play a rogue. Like, don't you worry, Liz. I'll, I'll figure <laughs> it out for us. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. Is there really any that we haven't played? I'm sure, there probably I'm, is. There's there's a few. There's not many left, but there's a few. Um, but yeah, Starfield is Starfield's awesome. It really is, and, and I mean, cool breaking news. Uh, the, uh, a really good game is created. <laughs> there there are parts of it that I don't even want to say aren't for me. Um, it's more just like I told Andrew last night. I don't think I'm good at Starfield, which is weird because it's not in so many ways. It's not a game you can be good or bad at, but like a game that has so much open worldness to it, like Starfield and many of its uh, cousins, if you will. I just, <laughs> I am aimless and I, I, I probably have only done less than 1% of 1% of anything in the game, but I've played probably like 12 or 15 hours. So I don't know, but it is a game and, and it's awesome in so many ways. So it's not a bad thing. It's just, I, I, I want to play this game for like a hundred hours plus over the course of a year. I don't want to cram it into a week. Like we kind of have. Oh, uh, see, I, I'm the opposite. I want to, I want to, this is a buffet. I'm a fat kid at a buffet and I want to eat all of it <laughs> and go for seconds. <laughs> yeah. This is a definite game for me. I had a ton of fun with Starfield. I know, you know, when I describe this game as like a masterpiece and you know, it's just the best game ever. No, it has its flaws. Uh, I think a lot of people like that have been reading online and that are upset about it. I think people are comparing too much to the Starfield to their other previous games of Fallout and Skyrim. And, you know, Starfield, it's its own game. It's a new kind of IP. And it has some like there's some things about Starfield that did kind of irritate me a little bit. But for what is here, I am very excited to what they're going to do with Starfield IP. And they come up with a possibly a Starfield 2 or even the expansions. I think this game has a great starting point. I had a lot of fun with it. It just, this game, it's not good if you have like ADHD. You're literally walking down the street and it's like, quest, here's another quest, here's another quest. And I'm like, ah, what do I do? <laughs> so it, it's a ton of fun though. I, I just, I love the storytelling of it. The The combat is a bit of a mixed bag, but I, this game was great. Let's just get into it because I'm, I'm going to keep talking about that over and over again. But yes, the story of Starfield, as I said, you know, you're starting as this character that you get to create, you know, you get to pick your background, you get to pick out your starting perks, your traits. Which, Except you didn't. Which I didn't. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. And as I said, you know, you find this mysterious rock that makes your character go blank and he has this weird vision. And you meet this group that goes, hey, we're looking for these weird artifacts. Come join us. We also have visions. Let's have visions together. So he said, cool, man. And they give you a free spaceship and off you go. But uh, yeah, so let's start with the character creators. What did you guys create? So I I created my character alongside of my five-year-old. Um, and she made a lot of creative decisions that I might not have made. With my it's a great character <laughs> creator. Yeah, it, oh, it, it is. There's so much to it. And it's it's almost too much at points. But that said, it's everything you could dream of. I think I, I'm assuming you create some some real characters. 
Uh, yeah, I've seen people make Willem Dafoe. Oh, that's incredible. Which I wish I had that artistry. Tony Soprano I've seen. Of course, Todd Howard, the director of the game. But you said no Chuck Norris yet? I, I know. Or Walker, I, wanted, I, Ranger. I haven't seen anyone do Chuck Norris and you joined. There's a group called the Rangers. Nick, Nicolas so, Cage. I mean, um, I, I've oh, yeah, Nicolas I haven't Cage. seen a Nicolas Cage. Wait, nope. I saw Nicolas Cage. Well, I saw I there's a Nicolas that. Cage flashlight mod. But um, Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, all in all, I, I think that... It's it's a fantastic character creator, but yeah, I'm so I'm Rainbow Unicorn. I have purple hair and well, I'm, I'm a bit of a look. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember what uh, class and traits you did? Uh, I am a space scoundrel uh, who is adored. So I have a fan. I am wanted and a taskmaster. So I go go Man. mean on the people on my ship. How weird does it feel to actually feel wanted? I mean. <laughs> first in my life i suppose <laughs> first for everything <laughs> i don't remember what i picked um i mean i remember that i picked that i had the fan the parents and the um the wanted is yep. that the same one? Oh, and you um, did homesteader oh i did homesteader that's right I um i was torn between a couple and i was just like i'm just gonna go for it um yeah so i picked homesteader so and i did file not found because i like the starting perks it, it started with, uh, you had a perk in ballistics, uh, health, which is wellness, and piloting. So I was like, oh, all three of those things I'm going to use a lot of. But I didn't realize, apparently when I picked file not found, it didn't let me pick traits. So I had no traits. And I really regret that because the traits are like kind of the fun part of the game of like a unique experience that you're going on. And I got none. So that kind of made me sad. But uh, well, yeah, but I, th- I, I think you can change that, though. Because I ran into somebody that was going to allow me to remove the Taskmaster trait. He's like, oh, you know, you don't want to be paying all that money to have people on your ship. You could just be kinder to them and then you don't have to pay them so much. And it was giving me the option to remove it. So I suspect if I can remove it, I must be able to replace it at some point as well. So you probably, it, it probably just lets you kind of tell your own story is what I'm guessing the file not found is for. I don't know, because it's not like I can pick up parents. I can't be like... Oh, yeah, but it said I could, I could <laughs> yeah, not you could give the money. Yeah. yeah, but maybe there's... So I think you could remove. Maybe, maybe you could get adopted, or um, <laughs> maybe you... You're, you're like you're like a 20-plus-year-old, and you're like, hey, do you guys want to adopt me? <laughs> adopt me? I'm an adult. I can I, I, I support my... I have a spaceship. Do you want to come on my spaceship? You can be my parents. I'll give you guys money. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I guess there's that, but I don't know. Maybe there's certain traits you can't acquire, but I don't know. I guess I'm hoping I could add stuff in New Game Plus. I haven't gotten to it yet, but uh, yeah, the overall story though of of Starfield, as I said, you're you're going around and collecting these artifacts and kind of discovering the mystery of what's what's going on with them. But uh, what'd you guys think of the story of Starfield? I, 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 I should say storytelling because there's a lot of stories going on in this game. Yeah, I was so, uh, overall I was gonna say. I mean, I I think it's the main story. I don't know that I'm very far into it, and I was focusing a lot on those missions probably. But I I don't know. It's it's a little bit all over the place in the fact that, like you mentioned, there's so many different missions popping up. It's you're not necessarily like the hero of the galaxy, at least that I've come to at this point. So not everybody knows me, but everybody will let me do everything that I want to do. You know, I can be a baker. <laughs> I can be a, all of the jobs. So it seems a little yeah. odd that, I mean, it's convenient for a video game, but a, a, in realistic storytelling, kind of strange that I'm just doing everything that I want to do, basically. 
I know. I like when it got to Mars, there was one area where a guy's talking. The guy's like, sorry, we have no mining jobs anymore. Like we're full up. But then you go up to the guy and he's like, you want a job? And it's like, well, this makes no sense. <laughs> but obviously it would be much of a game if you weren't getting quests. Yeah, I really like this story so far. I said at the beginning, I didn't get very far, especially because I ran into this, like, the UC Vanguards. Is that what they're called? And they're like, hey, do you want to work for us? And I was like, why not? So I just started doing those missions. (laughs) And then it was, I met this woman, and there are these, the giant monster, and I was fighting that, and I was like, well, I got to keep going with this. (laughs) And then I got to a mission where I had to make a big decision, and I told you this week, it was was (laughs) And I just kept putting it off and putting it off. And I, I you still haven't made a decision. <laughs> you left the game at this decision. Yeah. What was the decision? Like, what decision am I making? Yeah, no, I what, still yeah, don't know. Options? I can kill somebody, but it benefits everybody. Um, I can sneak into Except a control room, kill. but I'm well. I guess he's a bad guy. Okay. But I still don't want to go up and murder someone. I can sneak in and change the debt, or I can just pay the debt. But the. The problem is, like, now that I'm working for the UC Vanguards, like, you're supposed to uphold a moral code, you know? And so I'm like, well, that's why I'm torn. But it's like, I just met this guy. I'm risking my life for this for this community that I can't even be a part of for 10 years. You can't be a citizen for 10 years. I'm risking my life. And I'm still like, oh, I, well, I feel bad. I gave my word. <laughs> so I don't know. That's how the game's going for me. But I will. I like the characters. Um, yeah. I like the different personalities that you're meeting along the way. And I don't know why I keep thinking of Mass Effect while playing this game. Um, I mean, they're both sci-fi. Because, movies. I mean, like, the characters in Mass Effect are, like, just, there's something special. So, but I haven't played enough <laughs> to really Ashley. gauge, yeah, to really <laughs> gauge with these characters. But so far, I really like them. I feel like they have their own personalities, and I think that the story is going to be fantastic. I think the biggest difference between Mass Effect characters and Starfield characters, outside of probably some of the big characters, there's just so many in Starfield and they're, I think, largely all pretty dismissible. And when I say dismissible, I, I mean, you can basically kill anybody you want, and it doesn't stop you from playing the game, right? I don't think you can kill the main people. Like the Constellation people? Yeah. Okay, possibly. I, and I, I haven't, I can't say I've tried, but I've, but I've been given quite a few options to kill people that I was like, oh, oh, okay, I could just attack this person and kill them. Um, you are a scoundrel. I was nervous that I was going to kill the blonde woman because she was on a mission with me. I was fighting that giant thingamabob. That I can't remember what it's called. Terrible. And I, I, I shut the door and I was like, wait, she's still outside. <laughs> Sorry, I lady. didn't see her though. I don't know where she went, but I was like, well, I'm not going to go look for her. Like I need to like lure the beast to the, to the turrets. Lure. She was fine. I'm sure she's fine. Yeah. But uh, did you, did you keep your fan or bring your fan onto your ship? I didn't have one. I did because I felt bad. I was like, I. it's one of those things where you can tell him to go away, but he's just happy to see you. And then I was like, I think I'm going to regret this. Well, so, yeah, so I did bring mine on. but um, He cheers you on in the in the ship. Yeah, like, I can see if you're cranky one day, you don't want to hear it. But overall, that kind of joy, he, he, you know. He's just always excited. He's like, the best thing in my life is just being around you. And, and so that's always kind of nice. But... What I found pretty amusing was that I think it was because of my space scoundrel when he was on my ship, I started talking to him 
And I had the option to say, oh, you know, you actually have to pay me money for being in my presence. <laughs> so it's like, I'm absolutely going to do that. Uh, but it's great because it goes through this whole thing where he's like, yeah, I'm just going to pay you all in advance and I'll just pay you my whole life savings. And then it's really funny Whoa. and sad because he gives you 50 credits and a empty tube, uh, paper roll tube. So <laughs> how he's just on my ship getting paid. How does he only have 50 credits? That's all I'm saying. That's a good point. And I'm and yeah, I'm because awesome. he spent it all to get to you, Keith. No, he. I'm paying him now. Although I think he said he he was in pretty bad debt. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. I was like, oh, I'm absolutely gonna take him for his money if he's gonna. Be <laughs> Keith and I just want compliments. I <laughs> know. Uh, now I need to figure out how to get him off my ship because I need more useful people. Although he does have a couple decent traits. It's like heavy lifting and I don't know a couple other things. So. Not the worst. I can heavy lift my character. She's Ooh. isn't that one of them? I think I have weight lifting. Yeah, that's yeah. One of them. I'm a strong lady. <laughs> <laughs> strong, independent. I carry all the grocery bags <laughs> in one trip. But yeah, I I love the storytelling of this game. Like these like adventures that you're kind of going on, like are just they're so much fun. I know this game obviously has a lot of stories going on, but like I. Th- we were debating about maybe doing Starfield as like a two-part episode because I feel like there's so many stories we can tell of like experiences that we had. But yeah, I'm actually I've played a good chunk of the main story of Starfield, and I'm really enjoying where the story is going. Like when it comes to Bethesda games, usually the main story part is the least interesting. <laughs> it's usually very generic of like, yeah, you're trying to find somebody or kill somebody, and you did it, you win. But in this one, it's it's very much like a mystery. And it, I'm digging where it's going. So I, I'm trying not to go too fast because I, I, from what I heard, I think it, once you beat the game, it instantly throws you new game plus. So I'm like, yeah, I don't, I'm doing some other quest chains. It's like, I don't want to have to restart those quest chains, but yeah, I've already done a good amount of the Crimson Fleet. I just started the Vanguard. I haven't got as far as you in the Vanguard, Liz, but I've done a good amount of, nope, that was it. Then I just have done just a ton of random quests because this game just keeps throwing stuff at you. And I I love, like, even just the simple generic stuff. Like, I remember playing Skyrim and they're like, oh, there's unlimited quests. But of course, the quests are constantly repeat of just collecting flowers or something like that, which you do have this in Starfield. But there's a lot of relatively minor quests that are just called activities that are still really interesting. So I, the storytelling in Sky, <laughs> Skyrim and Starfield is just a ton of fun. I kind of wish that, I mean, actually, I don't know if this is a thing in the game, but a way to better see where the missions are and stuff, like on a map, because, I mean, there are times that I, you were watching me play, I went by and it was like, oh yeah, I go to that guy by the tree, and I'm like, there's no tree near me. Like, it just didn't make sense, and I felt like that was happening all the time, where I'm like, where is this mission coming from? Who's talking right now? <laughs> and so, I I wish that there was a way to kind of organize it. Um, it just didn't really make sense to me when when i was playing it but i can go through and like see all the little ones but i'm yeah. just so you kind of wish there was like dots of every single quest near you like even if they're not active is that what you're saying i don't know because there would be a ton of dots in your screen well you're that's, i mean so you can track it yeah but there was you i can track one active quest yes but i forgot that at one point i forgot that when you hit I think it's a left stick 
or you hit something and it shows the arrows of how to get there. Left bumper, yeah, when you put up your scanner. There was one. Oh, yeah, you're, yeah, that's right. And <laughs> I could not figure out how to get somewhere. It was like under the building. And I was trying forever. And then you're like, oh, just go to your map and then hit that. Took me so long. That's why like, I didn't get very far. I was like trying to find this one mission. So you struggled just with navigation in general? Well, yeah. And also like it just – I said earlier, it didn't feel very fluid. And there's some things I got like the scanner and things like that. But when it came to like actually, you know, driving the ship and stuff, I just felt like unnecessarily hard with like the – you have to move one bar from engine to gravity or whatever. And it's just like why? Why not just make it so I can go? You know, um, and so for me, it just like there was a lot of things where like, oh, I have to hit this button and this button. So it just it wasn't fluid for me. And I know that's like a noob thing where it just like I just wasn't good at it. But we played so many, I feel like space games lately that it's just like it's so easy. I feel like with so much going on in the game, it just like make it easier. Yeah. Well, I think that's one of the biggest complaints, right? Is I mean, well, the map for one, which uh, I, I can kind of understand, but I don't really care. I didn't feel overly lost without the map but i did feel like everything i was doing was basically just hitting a button and appearing where i needed to be i wanted to feel like there was more exploration and travel and things of that and i know you can but it just didn't seem like what was really the prudent way to get around when i could just jump to wherever i needed to be so i just did that a lot and I don't know. I don't want to say it took something away from it for me, but yeah, it didn't really feel like as much of a space shooty game as it did a on the ground shooty game, which was fine because it did a pretty good job at that. But yeah, I know a lot of people were kind of kind of complaining about the navigation. I personally didn't have too much of an issue. I think once I was like, mm, I kind of wish I had a city map, but I, I'm at like 24 hours, 25 hour gameplay and I've been fine navigating around. And I know, yeah, a lot of people are complaining about that there's too much fast traveling. I actually love the fast traveling. I know you're getting a good amount of load screens, but like what a lot of people are complaining about, which is understandable. I understand why people are complaining about it. When you played Skyrim or Fallout, when you're going from point A to point B, you're constantly seeing these interesting things and you're going on rabbit trails because, oh, here's a cool building or, oh, here's something going on over here. And you just constantly keep getting lost. To me, like I enjoyed that in Fallout and Skyrim, but I also got tired of it because... Like, I sometimes got irritated that I would keep getting distracted. I'm like, I'm trying to do the main quest here, people. Like, stop distracting me. In Starfield, it's very much just, here's a quest. Boom. It kind of throws you right at the area you need to be. Like, you can just fast travel to it, go on your adventure doing this quest. So it's a lot more, It to me, it felt more fast paced. And I liked that. I, I liked that it was, because every one of these quests, as I said, even these minor ones, I thought were interesting. They were telling a good story. I, it was like bringing me to interesting locations. I was doing fun things. So I loved that, you know, I wasn't exploring random places, which you can, but it's not like as easy as it is in Fallout Skyrim, but I like the fast travel. I just was complaining about a game where I was like, the load screens are terrible. Yeah. And I I couldn't remember if it was last week. That's why I (laughs) said recently. And I felt like with this game, it was a thousand times better. Did the load screens bother you though? Not at all. Not after last week. Like, I don't know if that's why I didn't. You liked the loading screens better than just seeing your ship flying. I didn't want, yeah, I I thought it was way better with this. I don't know why. And when you were talking about the city map, I must be very tired tonight because I can't say what I'm thinking, but that's exactly what I wanted was the city map. 
of like being like where you can like look around where the tree is kind of thing. That's exactly what I was thinking in my mind when well, I was looking at a map. <laughs> Bethesda actually just announced that they will be adding city maps soon. So oh, that, nice. That is on their list for, to be patched in very soon. It's not a big deal, but yeah, that's that's exactly what I wanted. Yeah, because I always thought usually majority of the quests have a marker as to where your objective is. And it's like, oh, okay. And I can usually find a pretty easy way to get there. But as Liz said, yeah, if you pull up your scanner with the left bumper, it'll actually show you a footpath saying, oh, go this route and it'll bring you to your marker. So that's why I never really had much of an issue navigating. I do understand people complaining about it, but for me, eh, it wasn't that big of a deal. I didn't really, I mean, I, I saw it a couple of times, but I never put it together for use that I could actually use the left bumper because I don't remember it telling me. I just remember seeing it going, oh, oh yeah. And then, yeah, I don't think it ever told you. But I, I don't know. Again, I, I felt like usually I was able to follow the blue dot well enough because I, I yeah. thought it was effective in terms of, of enough travel. And especially once I got onto planets, it really was fine because inside buildings, while I thought that they were all you know well designed and everything, they're pretty straightforward. There's not a lot of like branching off and getting lost within these like mini yeah. dungeons, if you want to call them that, where you go into you know science buildings and all of this stuff it was just kind of follow the path forward so i didn't i didn't feel like i needed it in, inside those at all i think i wanted to complain about that you were first talking about this my biggest complaint when it comes to the gameplay i do not like the spaceship combat i i think the spaceship combat in theory and on paper it's cool and i think it's a good starting point but one thing i've always hated about the space combat it feels one-sided either i'm wrecking or i'm getting wrecked like the combats, like anytime I did a space combat, they usually lasted like two to three minutes because either I'm dead or the enemy's dead. And so like, I never felt like I really had much control or skill when it came to the ship combat. Cause it's like, if I'm getting wrecked, it just loads me back in and I'm getting wrecked again and again and again and again. And I would just have to kind of like flee or lower the difficulty and just kill them because you can at least lower the difficulty mid game. But yeah, I just, I wanted more from the space combat. Like the shipbuilding is awesome. I think the shipbuilding is really cool. I found it really simple to understand and follow because the game would instantly tell you like, oh, your ship's not going to fly because it's stupidly designed because of these reasons. And it just made it easy. It was like, okay, I have 20 engines. I can't do 20 engines. Let me get rid of some. So like I always, I liked the shipbuilding of it, but it was just like, I didn't feel like I could really create a cool ship. But then I saw online that people found a way to create invincible ships. Just make your ship into an L. Because apparently the computer only targets your center mass. So if your ship is an L-shaped, your center mass is nothing. So they literally shoot at nothing. <laughs> so that's an easy way to make yourself invincible. Oh. I mean, <laughs> leave it leave it to gamers to find ways to cheese the system every chance they can. And I mean, it's a, it's a completely single-player game. So if you want to do that, uh, no judgment. You do you. No. It's, it's just, it always makes me laugh that where there's a will, there's a way. It's like speedrunners. But oh yeah. But one thing I really wish this like like I said, this is a good starting point for the space combat. I wanted to create a carrier. I wanted to create a big old battleship. And I wanted to have my companions basically leave the ship in like fighters and actually have my companions with me during space fights. Cause that's what that was the thing. Like your companions have these perks, but I'm not quite sure what they do and how they benefit being in my ship. Like, it didn't really fully explain it. And to me, it obviously didn't affect the combat because, like I said, I, I either smoke or I get smoked. 
So I thought it would be cool if I could actually create like a big old ship that they could actually fight with me. Well, I mean, some of them could have skills that would benefit like your ballistic missiles or, or things like that. But in what way? That's what I mean. Like, I didn't know how it was doing well, that they would, if it was. From what, I, from what I thought it was working, would you see if they had this, you know, if they had the icon for that skill, it would be the same one that you had where, and it would have like a star underneath it of rank one, two, three, four. And based on that rank, you would just match it up to the skill in your tree. And if it was like 30% to ballistic missiles at rank three, then that's what they were giving you. But does it stack? If I have two points in ballistics and someone has one point, is it three? Well, now you're asking me questions. I don't know That's because I, because I, mean. I, <laughs> I mean, I'm really making assumptions about that to begin with. But I, I think that's how it works. But I don't, I don't know if it's duplicative or or whatever it may be. Um, but I agree with you. I think it would be cool if you could have them stationed differently around the ship. Whether it was putting them, you know, maybe you have one that can't fly a ship, but they can sure as heck man a, a turret. So you have yeah, to, or a radar system, yeah, whatever it may be. And then you could really build out almost like a whole army. But yeah, that, I don't know. Maybe that's a DLC thing. That that's what I'm hoping. That or at least like a Starfield too. See, I like that you want more, and I want less of that. Like I don't like being in spaceships and games. It's just not my cup of tea. You um, liked it ever space. You just wouldn't like. What if they were able to? It bring... was all right, but a story like this, like I just want to do the missions and stuff like that. Like I don't really. I've never really liked being in spaceships and games. And even thinking about it, like, I would never want to go to space, ever. I don't understand how somebody would want to. Like, I just, like, there's nothing about that that interests I, I'm, me. like, with you. Like, I do and I don't. But, yeah, I see where you're coming from. I, I Overall, I probably would never want to go to space. No, no. And it's, oh, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> Same. But, yeah, yeah, I just, like... I'm just not good at it. And even when I am good at it, I just like, I'm just trying to get to the next place. So, I mean, I do think that if I was really good with building and stuff, like hearing you talk about building a spaceship, I'm like, that sounds so cool. But it's like, Liz, no, no, what you're good at. <laughs> so it's no, like, I feel like I would do it for like two seconds and then be like, oh, this is awful. But for somebody else, it would be amazing. I actually really am grateful that you were there the first day that I played this because I would have been so much more confused. I felt like you really helped me. A lot of people complained that, they found this game to not explain anything. I honestly had no issue. Did you guys? But you felt like you had to explain to me a lot of stuff. You no, I just I was just giving you tips. It, to oh, me, that's true. Yeah, they weren't things that I felt like were mandatory. But like telling you, like, hey, get the booster pack if you don't have that perk. That's a very good perk to get early on. Being able to like double jump. It's fun, but because of the oxygen CO two thing, and also like you were telling me, because I was like, there's so much to loot, and I didn't know what I should be taking, what I like, what resources I should be getting, (laughs) and it's really hard for someone like me that just loves to loot and shoot, um, because I wanted to grab everything. More like to loot than shoot, yeah. Yes, yeah. There were times where I was like mid battle, and I was like, I'm gonna check this corpse real quick. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're you're 100 right. There's. You can loot just about everything in the game to some capacity. I th- Very close. I think the trick is if it doesn't have some sort of description that's like, hey, this is a component in building, blah, 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 or some capacity, then you just knew that it was basically junk, I guess, unless it had a high value for some reason. But outside of that, I, I did tend to leave it. But I can tell you I was I was always running right up at that that limit of too much stuff because it's the weapons that get you and i just wanted to pick up all the weapons even if i wasn't going to use them i just wanted to have them 
Oh yeah, you're that is going to be a, a problem you're going to encounter a lot of. It's just over encumbrance. You're going to be and there's of course plenty of tips out there to kind of how you can battle encumbrance. You know, throw stuff in your cargo hold or just throw them on your ship because even if it's not in a cargo hold, it'll stay in your ship forever. But yeah, it is going to be a very common problem that you are going to run into a lot of. I felt like too, when I was going around looting, all the important stuff I missed. Like I remember I was running around and you were like, oh, pick up that, what is it called? Digi stick? Yeah. Yeah. Um, picks, yeah. Yeah. And you were like, it's right, right on the desk, right in front of you. And seeming like you missed that body back there. And I just like, I'm, I've kind of wish that there was like a a different color for important things or if like the body had been looted then not that i think the game needs it but like i just someone like myself it's always helpful when a game does that because everything was kind of the same color right yeah everything's kind of a gray white unless a gun is like modified or if their things have different rarity you will see purple things or legendary things or gold things yeah but uh the digi sticks i gotta ask the lock picking minigame how did, what did you guys think of the lockpicking minigame? I only did it at novice, so I never ranked it up. But I thought it was—I <sighs> thought it was kind of a neat little puzzle. But I can see—I can see it getting to be a little bit uh, tedious. Huh. Little tedious. What about I you? was a little grumpy when I first did it, and I was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> And then I did it when I wasn't grumpy, and I was like, oh, this is actually kind of nice. Yeah. I actually thought they were a lot of fun, because they're actually kind of a bit of a brain puzzler, because, or as opposed to a regular puzzler. <laughs> I don't know why I described it that way. But yeah, it's legitimately just like this puzzle of, like, you are trying to add these shapes into, like, certain locks, and, you know, you only have certain shapes you can use, and depending on the difficulty of multiple layers. So it's something that, like, yeah, you kind of really have to use your brain, and I'm glad you brought that up, Liz, of, like... If you're tired and not really and grumpy and you're, you know, not being able to pay attention to this, the lockpick could be a little difficult. But a thing that could probably help you, though, is a wonderful little product that we've been introduced to. And that is Magic Mind. Magic Mind are these little two ounce shots that will help boost your focus, your mental capacity and help keep you awake. Magic Mind has wonderful ingredients such as matcha, which is a slow release caffeine that will help you throughout the day. It has awesome ingredients like ashwagandha which helps keep you awake i never heard of it before but one of my coworkers apparently has been taking pills of it and she swears by it. and i gotta say after taking this product i fully believe it as well it also has lion mane's mushroom and cordyceps mushrooms which magic mind was nice to uh remind everyone that these are not the cordyceps mushrooms from the last of us they won't turn you into zombies but it is an aptogen that will help reduce inflammation and stress and it works wonders. I've been enjoying Magic Mind. I've, I love this product a lot. But Keith, I know you recently have been taking it. I have. Well, so the last time that we we were working, or we had some Magic Mind, it was you and Liz had got some. I I didn't pick up some myself, but I decided to this time. Yeah, we didn't let you have it. Yeah, I know. Well, either way, I'm special now. No, I ne- I'm never <laughs> going to be special. But I but I I got some myself this time and. I am now going on four days of it, and it, I can absolutely tell you that it's fantastic. So I've I've been out of work, and so I've been stay at home dadding it. Which so Liz, I, I can I can relate to to the stay at home parenting thing, but with three kids, um, there's oftentimes <laughs> I don't I don't catch everything, and I and I don't think you ever will, but I can tell you that with one cup of coffee and my little magic mind shot, the sh- well. Most of the stress is gone. I, we're we're more on time. Getting out the door is easier, <laughs> and I've actually managed to stay awake through nap time for my toddler. 
historically I have a bad habit of falling asleep with him during nap time. So I have been staying awake. And, and so with that extra time, I have added productivity <laughs> to my day. So I've, I've definitely been a fan of it. And anybody who knows me knows I, I don't like mushrooms. Um, I just don't. I don't eat them on anything. So I had a lot of hesitancy being like, I'm going to drink a, a mushroom drink here. Do you but, taste the mushrooms? I don't think so. Maybe I do. I honestly, what I think it kind of tastes like to me is a little bit of like apple and pear. Uh, yeah. You know, there's definitely something of, of an earthy aftertaste. I mean, there's a lot of earthy products in there, but it's it, surprisingly and actually better than I, I really would have thought. So it's pretty tasty if, if you're hesitant on, on anything like that, but I've always liked green tea. So the matcha in there I think is, is a great touch and, and yeah, I big, big fan of this. Yeah. If you're at all interested in Magic Mind, which we highly recommend because this is a legitimate product that we actually enjoy. All I've, three of us have loved it. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't have some this week because I was tired and cranky, I said earlier. But it really it does. It really does work. I mean, I'm I love coffee so much. Like I could drink it all day if I I mean, obviously there it affects your body. I can't drink it all day. But it actually I'm like, I don't need my second cup of coffee. I mean, I still sometimes have a decaf because just for the flavor of the coffee. But um, yeah, I don't need multiple cups. Yeah, I mean, for the flavor, I do miss my five p.m. cup of coffee, but I don't. I don't miss the need for it; just the taste. Oh, definitely. <laughs> but if you're all interested, go to magicmind.com/gpgbpod and use promo code GPGB20 to get twenty percent off your first order, or for a limited time, you can get fifty-six percent off a subscription order. That's magicmind.com slash gpgbpod with promo code gpgb20. So thank you so much, Magic Mind, for introducing us to this wonderful product. Which, speaking of, because my memory is working, you mentioned something <laughs> about the cargo hold. How the heck do I find the cargo hold? I found... It's in I've, your ship. <laughs> okay, I'm, I, I'm aware of that. Does the Frontier have one by default? Yes. Because I, I went into the ship when I was on the ground, and I went into the little area, and I found the pharmaceutical cabinet and the med cabinet, and I put a bunch of stuff in there, but I could not find a cargo hold. So I went to my fan, and I went, here, take a bunch of my junk. I'll come back for this later. Um, so that's how yep. I managed my cargo. But I it, I couldn't find the cargo hold? Well, that's one good tip that I feel like a lot of people aren't saying about a lot. But yeah, your companion can carry things. Talk to your companion and say, here, hold my junk. You can literally have your companion hold things. <laughs> but yeah, you can't fast travel when you're over encumbered. But you can still... Oh, I'll answer your question first before I get to on tangents here. But I have some tips with encumbrance. But to access your cargo hold, Keith, when you press the start menu and you bring up, you know, obviously like the inventory and the map and stuff like that, the bottom left corner is your ship. And if you're within 500 meters of your ship, you can actually transfer stuff from your person to the ship. But yeah, you access your ship by going to the bottom left corner of the screen and it says on the bottom right of the screen, it says press X to access cargo hold. So you just press X. Boom. There's the menu for your cargo hold. And then you hit left bumper to access your inventory to transfer to the cargo hold. So that's how you do it. I love you remember all the buttons. <laughs> I, I Like I said, I put like 26 hours in this game. You, did, you need to make a video of that 30 seconds of you explaining it and just like flash the buttons up on screen as you're, as you're speaking. <laughs> I don't know if anyone wants that or to see my face. But, uh, oh, I didn't yeah. say you put your face on there. I just oh, said the buttons. Okay. Th thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, you're going to be encumbered a lot. But yeah, one of the reasons I recommend getting the boost pack 
is because as you're running, the stamina in this game is actually interesting. You have oxygen and you consume the oxygen. If you consume all your oxygen, you start building up CO2. And if you build up maximum CO2, then you start damaging yourself. But if you can actually run and jump and actually do your boost pack, you can prolong your O2 consumption and travel farther distance. But the way the encumbrance works in this game is by far the best because every one of these action RPG games where you're looting stuff, you always have to deal with encumbrance. And so many games, it just makes you walk slower. And I always hated that. It would drive me insane to slowly walk back to town with my 50 swords that I really want to sell. But in this, you still run at a normal speed. You just consume the O2 quicker. So if you can just find ways to balance your O2 and not consume this quick, yeah, you can travel way farther. So so respiratory uh, therapist here for it. Yeah. Or you are, not me. Um, <laughs> is, is that accurate? Is that, isn't that kind of how your lungs work? Like you, if you just run too much or you exert too much in theory, you just build up too much. In, in a simpler term, not, like, yes. Because you're not breathing properly. But, but when you have massive CO2 buildup, you actually more just become, you know, lethargic and eventually obtundent and just kind of pass out. Well, I mean, I also don't have a health bar in real life. I, I guess exactly. it was just more the concept of the CO2 buildup than I But yes, you know, O2 is essentially food for your body. And so if you're running, you're consuming it. And then obviously, you, you know, the byproduct of your muscles ends up being CO2 that you need to expel. So it is actually relatively accurate of how it's kind of working. Yeah, look at that. Science. <laughs> there's science behind starfield starfield teaches you things <laughs> but uh what did you guys think of the actual gunplay overall i, I like, like the that. silence <laughs> i ran out of bullets a lot i'm not for like all my guns but like i just felt like i was using up the bullets in my guns I, so you were having issues with ammo a little bit but it's also like wasn't my aim <laughs> so Kind of, but I had like a lot of guns, but I would have to switch through them, which you, I played on easy. And usually when you play on easy, you have more ammo than you know what to do with. So, yeah, yeah. but this wasn't the case. <laughs> it was not the case. I, overall, I thought it was fine. And I think my biggest issue is being spoiled with a, well, semi-easy loot type of system like diablo where it's like hey here's your damage it doesn't matter what type of weapon you're dealing with there's just a damage number and then there's different factors onto it whereas starfield has like physical damage energy damage like there's all kinds of weird things going on i'm sure it's probably pretty easy to understand once you start to look at it but i found i wasn't sure if I was ever picking up something better, unless it was like, oh, it's a legendary. That's probably better. So I tried yeah. to use those. And then I definitely had some of the ammo issues that Liz was mentioning. But I just, I, one thing that I liked is that I liked and I disliked. I didn't think the gunplay was easy from a weapon switching perspective and the fact that there's really only one weapon equipped and you can't easy switch that I could figure out how to do. But you can favor oh, it all. I taught Liz. Yeah, oh, the favoring is an you, easy way to quick switch. I was going to say, you can favor all your weapons, and then you can switch through them. So I kind of just had one for each bullet type yeah. and, and would cycle through. That was that was sort of how I did that. But I think you're supposed to be like, oh, I use energy weapons for these guys or laser weapons for these guys and shotguns for this. I'm like, I, I don't know. I just use whatever I kind of can. But I liked the Grendel a lot. I That was one of the ones I carried around mostly. 
I thought the gunplay to me was very Bethesda, which is kind of a pro and a con. Like I, I don't find the gunplay to be as interesting. I found the, the I found it to be very generic Bethesda combat. Like even when you're playing Fallout or Skyrim, like you're not fighting interesting enemies. It's not like oh this guy's a medic or this guy's providing shields. You need to target him first. Or this guy's a commander. He's going to call in more allies unless you kill him first. No, it's very much like hey here's an area of enemies. You got a handful of ranged people here. You know, some melee guys are going to come up to you, just dispatch them first. And now you can kind of take cover and take your time picking people off one at a time. And that's a, that's essentially what Starfield is as well, which, like I said, is a pro and a con. You know, as a hardcore gamer, to me, it would get a little boring, but I know it makes it more accessible. You mostly have just like bullet sponges. If yeah. Because they'd have that like over shield or over health or whatever. Yeah, the commanders. I feel like the enemies were actually kind of smart. Like there were some times that they would like, run away and hide behind something yeah and so for me like i didn't really think it was that boring sometimes i was like where did he go <laughs> and so i i i mean i'm not disagreeing with you but i i actually kind of like you're that. saying i'm wrong <laughs> is that what i sound like <laughs> a exactly bit. a little bit <laughs> <laughs> you know but well what i'm saying is like yeah they would the ai would do some relatively smart things not crazy smart. Like, I, I didn't find him, like, flanking me a lot. But, yeah, some of them would retreat and try to, like, you know, be more with their buddies. But I'm more saying, like, there isn't a lot of variety. You know, you're you're essentially fighting human people. Every once in a while you fight some aliens, some non-intelligent aliens. But, yeah, you weren't, like, fighting interesting opponents. Like, no one had unique abilities that I had a target first. You know, there wasn't a sniper guy that I needed to take out first. They were all just very generic. So it's fine. It's just kind of like a shooting gallery. But I at least loved this game has a ton of weapons. I always found that to be kind of my complaint when it came to Bethesda games. I felt like, yeah, you have, you know, I always like the Fallout series. And it's like, usually it's like, here's a pistol. And it's the same pistol over and over again. But in Starfield, they now actually have like grading scales of uh, pistol, modified pistol, calibrated pistol, advanced pistol. It's still the same pistol, but like different quality grades. And then, of course, some of them are modified with different mods to them. And then, of course, you're finding some actual named legendary guns that have some unique perks to them. So I actually found the weapon variety to be way more diverse and the guns were way more fun to use. Like I'm at like 26 hours, as I said, and I'm still finding guns I've never seen before. So that's a really nice thing. I'm glad that I'm just not re-seeing things over and over again. The only thing I don't like, which thinking about to previous Bethesda games, I think the armor is a little bit of lackluster. Thinking about in other Bethesda games, like, I never felt like I was changing my armor too much in Skyrim or Fallout. You know, in Fallout, I'm just wearing the same power armor. And Skyrim, I find one good shield or armor, and I'm kind of wearing that forever. And that was the kind of the case with Starfield. I felt like I had one suit that I basically was wearing forever. I did see someone had posted on Reddit. It was this gun that was, like, you know, you don't know for sure because... It doesn't really say it, but as far as it read I, or the way it was understood to be, it was like a stacking damage for every hit it did, but it didn't have to be on the same enemy even. So you could just go into a room and just continuously just increase your damage. And uh, so that was pretty cool. But yeah, I, I, I didn't get, I don't know. I had, I had a bunch of legendaries, so I had some pretty cool guns with some pretty different yeah, stuff. The legendary guns were fun, but I didn't, I, I had one legendary armor. That was the Mantis armor, which everyone has. I don't. Have, that's the one. Is it a glitch that you could get the Mantis one? Oh no, no the Mantis is the one is from a mission. That's yeah, right. you're like a superhero. That's right. Yeah. 
I picked my guns at random. I just picked <laughs> one of the things on the D-pad and just like, hope there's bullets in this one. And that was it. Um, you didn't even see if you had bullets. So you're, like, you're just hoping. I liked them. Well, no, because I just quickly went like, you know, left on the D-pad, left on the D-pad yeah. to, get my, to get my weapon out and just, you know. Well, it does tell you how much ammo that gun has. Like, yeah. it, it actually gives you a, like a little, like three or four icons. It kind of gives you a quick overview of the gun, which is nice. Um, but also, yeah, for, I don't know. It's kind of with the list. I'm like, if it had ammo, that was really all I cared about. Like, on to the that, next one. That's usually how I rotated my guns. It's like, all right, I have 300 bullets with this gun now, so I'm, guess I'm using this for a while. But I never had issues with the ammo. I played on hard, which, yeah, I also recommend if you're someone like me because like i said i found the actual gun combat to be relatively easy playing on a hard actually made it slightly more challenging but the nice thing because it actually tells you when you up the difficulty you will interact with more like rarer enemies and they will drop better loot so if you're looking for more of an experience and actually getting better loot up the difficulty it's worth it's actually worth your time yeah and easy is very easy so i mean i i Whenever there's a huge game like this, I feel like I have to do it because I just want to see more of the story. And I'm obviously, I don't have to do it. but And also because there was the whole flying combat aspect that I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to... Yeah, that's when Upton the difficulty sucked, was the combat. Yeah. But did any of you guys play with the base building or the outpost building? No. I started to. I built a, I don't know, like an aluminum drill and an outpost. And I think that was about it because then all of a sudden, like, 28 enemies came pouring out of the, the mining outpost and I went see you because <laughs> I had no med packs and no ammo and I was next to my ship so I, here's my base it's all yours <laughs> yeah I, I don't think any of those things that I built are still there I don't remember what planet I built them on either I, I just kind of went oh cool I have some stuff I'm going to play around with this and see what happens it's a free achievement too uh, I dabbled in both the shipbuilding, I actually really enjoyed. It's actually really cool of like things you can do. And like I said earlier, I found it very easy to kind of follow. I know some people are complaining when they're like, oh, it doesn't explain things to you. I didn't find it very hard. Whenever I clicked on a piece, it was like, hey, it's like Legos. This piece, These pieces can connect together because it both, they both have shining circles. You can connect them. So to me, it was very easy. The only thing that stunk is you couldn't see what the inside of your ship looked like. But I think they plan on fixing that as well. And then the outpost building, once again, I also thought it was pretty easy. Like, here's a drill. It needs power. Okay, here's power. Now my drill's working. Like, But the nice thing about Starfield is these elements that people are complaining about don't really get explained well, which I guess is true because, you know, it's like, why build an outpost? But the nice thing is you don't have to. A lot of these things that are, like, intricate, you don't have to do it. You can just stick to the missions and shooting people. That's what you want to do. And that's what I liked about Starfield. Like, it had a lot of things you can do. You just don't have to do them. Just do the main story if you want. Yeah, and it seems like you could mine just about anything you wanted or find just about anything you needed just doing yeah. it. So, yeah, I, I can see where you don't have to. And that's that's part of why I guess I would say it never it didn't bother me. I was like, oh, yeah. there's so much to do. Like, okay. I, I didn't think I was missing out on anything. Um, but funny story about the shipbuilding is I was I was going to check it out. I was like, oh, I, I should make sure that before we record this episode, I should do some shipbuilding. So I had about 30 minutes, you know, somewhere between the, today and when, when we were recording this. I was like, I'm going to try and do that. Flew back to the, I don't know, the main hub, the very first big city you go to. New Atlantis. Yeah, New Atlantis. 
And I get off the ship and I'm like, I'm going to go do this. Nope. I got arrested and got taken off into, I don't know, some side <laughs> mission that now I'm working for to be in, you know, inside the Crimson Fleet and all this. I'm like, I just wanted to come look at the shipbuilder. And so there went my 30 minutes. Um, Did so you have contraband? Did you have contraband on you? No, I just, they, I didn't, maybe I missed exactly why, but basically something about, I don't know, maybe I was working too closely to the Crimson Fleet that they didn't like it, but they were like, yeah, you're going to infiltrate them and you're going to find out everything we need to know and, and you're going to you know, work for us now or basically go to jail. And I could have fought my way out of it. But I saw that there, I did the same mission. And one of them's like, when you talk to the guy, like one of the dialogues is, this is me blasting my way out. And it says attack everyone. Yeah, Wait, so I, you- didn't, I didn't try that because I was also coming off of a, a very hazardous planet where I think I, I was like, I don't know, my legs were broken and I had like <laughs> did frostbite and I don't know, pneumonia. I, I think I was basically dead just sitting in this jail cell already. And so I was like, yeah, cool. I'll just, I'll do that. I just, please let me get out of here and go see a doctor. So you had contraband though, right? So they yeah. just find a reason no matter what, that you're doing this mission. I, might, I, I guess must, I, yeah. I had contraband and I got arrested is how I got into the mission. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. I was just, I was walking into the city. So it's very possible. I had contraband. Maybe they plant contraband on you if you don't have it. I don't know, yeah. but I didn't, but, uh, yeah, I didn't have a lot of options. <laughs> but speaking of the planets, uh, there's over a thousand that they said you can explore. They can actually land on explore, which I was surprised when people were upset when they're like, oh, these, a lot of these planets are lifeless. It's like, well, what did you think? It's a thousand planets. Like, you think there's going to be a thousand Skyrim maps out there that are fully inhabited with a bunch of stuff in it? And, you know, it's it's kind of realistic. If we were exploring the stars, we're not going to populate a thousand planets. I mean, we will eventually, but it's not that far in the future. But overall, though, I really loved the design of the planets. To me, like, they looked really nice each one had its own kind of distinct biome to it i know keith you were talking about that you apparently broke all your legs everything like that i didn't get that injured from planets i don't know if i was just well that one better i probably at managing my i mean character. that one i probably jumped from too high of, a, of an area <laughs> um that one's that one's got to be on me but yeah i think i had two other two other calamities of some sort happening to me i was really I don't even know how to explain it I so I, I like the graphics I'll say that first of all but it was almost like it was kind of muted but not but I really I really liked it I like the the what do you mean like the color palette yeah is that or maybe just like the the planets I was on at the beginning I don't know I like the faces and the facial expressions like there was one point where like someone's eyes moved when the per- other person was talking yeah and I was like oh I see that little detail there <laughs> um so yeah I, I thought it was good I mean it's not my favorite graphics of all time but it's definitely I feel like up there for me I think everything looks so nice like it, the planets look great all of that looks great I think, and it's weird because coming off of Everspace 2 last week, I felt like when you went through, everything was bright in space. Now, everything in Starfield, it's it's a lot of just like black screen when you look out into space. And you'll see little glimmers of, of light. And I, I think that's actually probably more realistic to what space is like. I don't know. Never been there. Don't want to. I'm with you, Liz. <laughs> it's terrifying and I'm never going to be there. But 
it I think that's sort of more in line with what space is actually like. So I think it's more realistic, but it is a weird feeling that it feels a little empty, but intentionally so. Um, I have a weird gripe with the people, though. I, had a, I knew of all people it was going to be you. You said Mass Effect, and by golly, the teeth in this game. Oh, the teeth. Now, Everyone complains now, about the eyes. Now, I... I know that they're like for your character, you're, you know, a minor or whatever. So your teeth are like, I don't know, supposed to be messed up, but like everybody's are. And then the people that aren't, it's just this weird white line across. The teeth weird me out. I don't like it. And I think their (laughs) facial expressions at times are a little bit weird because I, part of it, I think is a Bethesda thing. Um, They're just known for like, you're in dialogue and weird things are happening that like, that character is being interacted with and it, it it's odd at times but overall i think everything looks really really nice so yeah. there's that <laughs> see i liked every character looked different it like i do agree with people the, the people i saw the people complain that they're like soulless eyes yeah and i do agree with that their eyes are kind of soulless but that wasn't that bad but their face moved yeah though. their face was clearly done by motion capture and it's great like, I actually really like the expression that people are showing because other previous Bethesda games, majority of the time, the only expressions they had were a smile or like a frown, basically, while you're having conversation. In this, like, people actually will like furrow their brow and, you know, give you like a, you know, question, quizzical look on, on their face. So, like, it clearly is done by motion capture. And I loved the art style of it. Uh, the overall art style I thought was dumb when I first heard this game was coming out. They called it NASA Punk. Is the art style they like said? And I was like, that's that just sounds like nonsensical phrase. I don't get that at all. Oh, I a hundred percent do after playing this game because like even like everything is done by like straps. Everything looks like real. Like it would be designed from NASA. Like when you go in your ship, like things are kind of cluttered on the wall. There's a lot of straps and buckles. Heck, even there's couches and furnitures that are made out of straps and buckles. And I actually like I'm like this looks like a NASA ship, even your spacesuit. But how where does the like punk NASA. come in? Punk is just kind of a phrase of like the environment. Like when you say like cyberpunk oh, or steampunk. Okay, I had a different vibe when you said NASA punk. <laughs> well, no. I mean, but it is also kind of like a punk attitude as well because of the the like straps and the suits and stuff like that. But it is more just kind of described as like a style of a thing, an atmosphere. Huh. Well, something that you pointed out to me when I first started playing, you you said, what do you think of like the intro image? And for me, I thought it was really crisp and clean. And there's something about it that I liked. Yeah, it's weird that people complained about the intro screen. It's I gorgeous. I think it had like a wow factor. Like it really made you like stare at it. And so, yeah, I was really surprised that people didn't like it. But- well, the first issue I think why people complained about it is when it first got released, it was a still image. Yeah, if it's a still image, it looks like a kind of a black screen, but it's not a still image. The The main title screen is animated and it's gorgeous. I just went back in from quick save so often that I don't think I saw it enough to really think about it. Uh, see, I constantly loaded up because I played this game a good amount on uh, xCloud. And this is a great game on xCloud because it saves a lot. I felt like it was auto-saving because it auto-saves just about every time you had a loading screen, mm-hmm. which there is a good amount. But if you're playing on a serious console, which I think this game is only on serious consoles, the load screens were like five seconds tops. So they never bothered me. And I actually didn't think there was as many as a lot of people are complaining about. 
No, I did. I, I mean, kind of a hot tip if you're looking to cheese your way out of a combat. If you can find a door, just kind of run back and forth through the door. Sometimes you'll lose the enemies. Sometimes they'll come through the door, but at the very least, it gives you probably an extra half a second to stop, reload your oxygen, and sprint away. Um, <laughs> if you can just find a door and or it auto saves. So then you kind of have a quick checkpoint. Keith with the tip on how to be a coward. Exactly. I did it a lot. <laughs> did you really? Uh, not a lot. There was one battle in particular where I was trying to just like whittle down the enemies because there was like a big robot dog and like, I don't know, like four or five other big mean guys. So I was just running back and forth through this door, just picking them off one at a time. Uh, but uh, music, I absolutely love the music in Starfield. It is a fantastic orchestral piece. There is just, it is a vibe. Like when it comes to like the big open vistas of going out on the planet to exploring your ship, I thought the music and the voice acting, I don't think I ever heard a single NPC like voice twice. Everyone had very unique voices, including very unique accents. You know, I had people that had strong African accents, people with strong Irish accents, Scottish. Like I've heard just about every single nationality and it's like a good accent. It wasn't like Red uh, Redfall trying to do a Boston accent. Like they oh, were yeah. actually like the voice actors. I think were legitimately from these nationalities, and they sounded great. Did, that just reminded me. I forgot about the one in Everspace too. Just randomly, the the boss's son nephew with a wicked weird New York accent. Oh yeah, but that I, was weird. That was something I meant to come in. <laughs> different game. I, different game, but different accents. Um. I still go back to, this is a thing we've talked about, and I know it's hard to, how do you write a script and ask people to voice act for it? But like, I feel like if you, if we were to go into space and have this whole big spacing, I don't think accents would disappear, but man, I I think they would evolve. And I know that that's a hard thing to do. So I'm not saying they should have done that, but I, I don't know. In some ways it's then weird to be like, oh, that person sounds like they're from the southern part of the United States or from, you know, this continent. Like it it felt a little too specific when Earth was such a foreign concept to people where you're like, oh, I would love to imagine what it's like to set foot on Earth, to go to the moon and all of these things. So just a nitpick thing. But overall, I do think the voice acting was really good. Yeah, I like the voice acting. The music, I remember thinking that I liked it during the game but i can't remember it for the life of me um so yeah definitely no complaints with that and then looking at achievements woof um, for me andrew you got a score of 240 out of a thousand with 17 achievements and then keith i feel like this is wrong because you put more time into it than me but it says that we both have four achievements with a score of 40 some of my time is weird because i would pause the game and walk away um, oh, I was just going based on what you said earlier. I thought you said that you put in like 15 hours or something. Yeah. I probably heard you wrong. No, I mean, it's it's still, I mean, it's still probably about accurate because I just, I mean, I never really completed any mission. I was, I would go about halfway through a mission and then, I don't know, get sidetracked and start another mission. So I have like three or four of the constellation missions that are almost completed that I would probably get <laughs> achievements for. Little things like that. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think Andrew's score t- says it all as far as the uh, achievement hunter when just yeah. yeah it's it this game's obviously going to take a lot of your time if you haven't figured out <laughs> uh if you're looking at main story it's actually listed to 18 and a half hours uh if you're looking to do main and side quests you're looking at 49 hours i don't quite get this number but it says for completionists you're looking at 212 hours which i don't know what that entitles i don't know if that means like exploring every planet 
But it's definitely not to a thousand this game because I've seen people have about three days playtime and they have a thousand gamer score. The overall for the achievements, though, they're not very difficult. It is very much just a lot of the achievements are just doing the campaign, like complete this mission, complete this mission, complete this mission. That's a good like 60 percent of the achievements. But then you have a handful of kill 300 humans, 300 aliens, 300 robots, build an outpost, build a ship, like really basic stuff. So there is no crazy difficult achievement. So this game is easy to a thousand. It's just obviously going to take a lot of your time. Uh, but this game does have new game plus. So it is kind of nice where you can kind of keep playing over and over again. But yeah, overall, the achievements, like it's easy to a thousand this game. It just obviously could take a lot of time. So it's not too bad for achievement hunters. Uh, oh, but real quick. Uh, everyone, you know, Bethesda, when they come out with a game, is usually known for bugs. Did you guys get any? Nothing, nothing that strikes me, no. I got one, and it wasn't bad. Did you I get any? I can't think of any. Man, if Liz didn't get any. Yeah, this game is actually very solid. A lot of people try to say there's a ton of bugs in this game, but the only bug I got, nothing broke my game, which was great. But the only bug I got one time is uh, an NPC randomly died and fell through the floor in front of me. Like, they were on the second floor, and they just died and fell in front of me. And, like, nobody said anything. It just, you just hear, I heard someone go, ah, and die. <laughs> and it was, it was a generic person, so. Did I, you record I, it? I, no, I, I should have. But I, I just, I took his credits and pistol, and I was like, okay. Anyway. <laughs> but that was the only thing I saw, so. It, it, the, any bugs I've ever seen are actually just generally funny. I saw one person have a bug on the very first, when you start the game, you get attacked by pirates. And in their game, the door opened to the ship. No pirates came out. The ship closed and flew away. And then all of a sudden you see the ship disappear. But all the pirates are now in the middle of the sky. And they all fall and die. And the guy just won the mission because they all fell out of the ship. So any bugs I saw were just very comical. Um, but anyway, let's wrap it up here. Because we were, like I said, we probably could talk so much more about Starfield. Uh, so let's get into our final thoughts. Uh I'll go first. As I said, oh, as I said in the beginning, you know, I would say this is a definite game. Starfield is a lot of fun. I understand, you know, this game isn't for everyone. If you don't like this game, it's understandable. Like some people obviously were looking for Skyrim and Fallout. Just it's in space now. Starfield obviously does take a lot of elements from previous Bethesda games of Skyrim and Fallout, but it is its own IP. It's a new game. It's a new universe. And I think they did a great job. There's some things I think they can improve, such as the space combat. Uh, the outpost building, I think, could be more interesting. But overall, I thought the gunplay is fun. I loved the loot in this game. I thought there's a ton of fun guns to play with. The storytelling is a blast. I thought the voice acting was great. I had a, just a ton of fun with this game. I, just walking down the street, I'm just getting hit with constant quests. I didn't get any bugs. I just thought this game was just a fun adventure. I thought it was a great xCloud game because instead of, you know, as I said, you know, people wanted that thing where you travel from point A to point B and you're finding a castle here or a factory here. You're going to go explore and find some loot. I enjoy that, but I also got I would get irritated with it because then I forget what I'm doing. I finish exploring that building. Then I'm like, wait, what was I doing again? And in Starfield, it's very much just like, boom, you're going to your adventure. Here's your adventure. Do this thing. You're on this quest. Go have fun. And it works great, too, with that style for it being an xCloud game because a, it was easy for me to drop the game, do something, pick it back up and being like, oh, yeah, I'm in the middle of this quest. Let me keep doing this. Because if I'm in the middle of exploring a random building, I'm like, I forget where to explore. Where, where am I going now? I'm, I'm lost. So this game is more direct. But yeah, it's it's a 
it was a fun game. Uh, people complained that it was slow at the beginning. I th- I picked up this game in like two hours and I thought it was great. Like there was no point in this game that like clicked with me that I was like, oh, I get what this game's doing. I just thought it was fun. It's fun to explore, fun to shoot, fun to loot. I'm going to give it a 93. Oh boy. I I just want better space space combat. Fix that. Give me a cruiser. I don't happy. I don't know why I said that. Like it was some crazy score that you just gave it. That's very reasonable. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm waiting for you to go. Oh boy, sixty, forty two. No, I I thought Starfield was a ton of fun. I I I I will say that really the biggest drawback for me is that. Starfield falls into a genre that I like, but I just I struggle with because of a little bit of my ADD. But really, just a, you know, just the <laughs> yep. way that I play games, and I I constantly lose focus of what what my task is at hand. And I and I think the gameplay as a whole doesn't do a very good job of of keeping you focused with the amount of tasks it gives you and just on top of i don't know i want better organization of it all that to say but i had fun with it and i i I thought it was a gorgeous game i thought the music was pretty good I'm, i'm with you liz i kind of forgot but what i do remember is that i don't know just it felt very space vibey I don't know. It felt like it fit everywhere that I was. Nothing. That's quote right there. Space, space vibey. vibey. <laughs> it, I don't know. It never. It never felt like it was out of place. I, I didn't hear anything. Be like, why is there some random butt rock song as I'm, you know, going through space? <laughs> it, it was just. It was space music. So I liked it. Um, I, I like. I can't think of anything I didn't like about it. It's just that I, I, I wanted something quicker. And and it's not that it's slow. It's just I, it's it's a style thing. But all that to say, I I would absolutely recommend it. I think it's a ton of fun. And the biggest thing that I I can hundred percent agree with Andrew on is I I wanted more of the space combat. This is supposed to be a cool space exploration game, and I felt like I wasn't exploring space other than hitting a button. It it's awesome. It actually makes it very easy to play because you can fast travel to just about anywhere. But I wanted to travel some because it's space. So give me that exp- that, that exploration that I was craving, and, and I think I'd have a little more fun with it. Almost like Sea of Thieves in space. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, like m- make it a little bit more rewarding to feel like I can fly in. Like, could you like fly into a planet? You have to like set a landing target and all that. Anyways, I want to fly around planets. That would be fun too. Just another side point. Um, but those are the things that really take away from the score overall. Eighty-five. It's game. Ninety-six. Feel- Eighty-six. Eighty-six. <laughs> Sorry. I thought you said ninety-six. I was confused. <laughs> Eighty-five. No, ninety-six. No, eighty-six. <laughs> eighty-six. I think I'm gonna give it a ninety. I didn't know what to give it because there's so much stuff in there that I actually don't want to partake in. <laughs> But obviously, I'm not going to fault the game for it. And Keith's talking about how he wants to fly around planets and stuff. I wanted less of that. <laughs> so I just feel like there's stuff for everyone. Even if you don't want it, like most of the time, you don't have to do it, you know? Yeah. Um, so a lot of the things I didn't like with the game, it was just personal preference. And I don't think that it was something that was done poorly. So it's kind of this weird 
score where it's just like, do I like give it my personal score or based on like the amount of content? And so I think 90 is a good score. See, I'm with you, Liz. I don't care to like explore planets like that. Like he's because people are we're comparing this game a lot to No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky, you can get your ship and leave. Like you don't have to hit a loading screen. You can just leave. And people are upset that you couldn't do this in Starfield. I'd rather just leave. It, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I feel like with a lot of the decisions that they made, they can't please everyone. Yeah. And I really feel like a different week, this would have been a game that I sunk so many hours into. So I also go into it with that. Like, I feel like next week I might be like, I need to pick up Starfield again. So, <laughs> and looking at Metacritic, 84 and 6.5. And our fourth and silent co-host. Oh, you, nice. I'm so has a score. Oh, you wait, you wait, guys want to guess? <laughs> I think they have a French translation, but I'm assuming. Is it good? And is it I'm French assuming he's still French going Canadian? zero. No. I'm assuming he's still the zero. No, he's got to give this game at least a three. So I like triple check. Cause I'm like, this cannot be from this guy. He gave it a 10. Whoa. Uh, 5% of his reviews are positive. And that's not saying 10. That's just saying a positive score. I think like 11 is in the middle. And then like, yeah, the rest are, the vast majority are negative. So like four and under. So um, just like a little tidbit from his review that I translated through Google. The game is beautiful and exciting and promises hundreds of hours of pure joy. A very rich game which gradually reveals itself and never ceases to amaze and amaze. So, off to the stars. Man. Like, wow. he's, like, gushing. That's a, yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it's just, like, you know, there's there's some love for games in there. Yeah. But as you probably saw, Liz, like, this game has a weird kind of controversy going on with online. And it's, I feel like it, this game has brought out, like, so many, like, awfulness in the gaming community which is so weird like liz how many reviews did it have on metacritic i thought it was thousands i don't remember so people were upset because obviously a lot of playstation fanboys are upset that this game is an xbox only game because microsoft owns bethesda so obviously it's not a playstation so a lot of playstation people were upset that this game is not a playstation so the game got reviewed bomb like crazy on metacritic that's why it's metacritic score is pretty low but then of course people were accusing of like media outlets review bombing it as well because some studios gave the game like a six and in fives and stuff like that so people are like ah the media is biased i don't know why people are upset what the score is for starfield if you like the game you like the game and it's not the score is not hurting the game they reported over six million people were playing the game in the first week like I, I don't know why people are getting upset when people are giving it a bad review. Not every game is for everyone. If you don't like the game, you don't like it. I mean, it. I shouldn't say this because of the podcast, but I don't go by reviews for video games because yeah. I feel like my like, people's tastes are just so different. It is. So, I mean, there, there are some weeks where like, you know, our scores are like, I, I there is a couple games that I gave like 40s or 50s, like only a couple. Yeah. Less than a handful, I think. But like, and then you guys liked them. Yeah. And so it's just like you re- – I don't But there is like – I will say there is a lot of this weirdness of like – you know, people were complaining about in Starfield of like, oh, the game does explain anything to you. But, you know, Elden Ring just came out and that game literally explains nothing to you. But people praised Elden Ring for it not explaining anything to you. Do you think it's the hype? Uh, possibly. I think so. I think people were expecting this game to be like – I don't know the greatest game ever and you could do everything and 
And like people forget that games have limitations. Like a lot of people are upset that there's, you know, I cannot walk around an entire planet from point A to point B. I don't know why you would ever want to do that, but people got very upset about that. People, you know, got upset that, you know, yeah, as Keith was saying, you can't actually take off your ship out of the planet. That's a, there's a loading screen. So there's like a lot of weird little nitpicky things that people would review this game and give it a zero. All I'm saying, people out there, don't get upset about reviews. Just if people, if you don't like the game, you don't like the game, man. I don't blame you. I, I can understand when people who don't like Starfield. I, I see there's things that would irritate people, but I had a blast with it. I, I hope keep it. our listeners write in and tell us what they think because yeah. I'm really curious. You guys should you guys should tweet us or x us or Facebook us <laughs> your scores. There you go, Facebook. We know that one <laughs> or well, email. I mean. I- Email. I don't, I don't. I don't need to make it a whole thing, but this is only on Xbox. So and PC, ha- I guess it happens with console wars all the time. Yeah. It's salty internet people. I'm gonna go review bomb that game because it's not on my console, so it's stupid and it's the worst game ever. And then they'll piggyback and they'll copy the things. I don't think that's everything, but yeah, I like Andrew said. I don't know. Be like me think there could be some things that you'd like in a game, but don't just hate a game because it doesn't have everything you want. It can't have everything. Just think it'd be a cool idea and carry on with your life. I like literally last week, my advice was, don't be Keith. And now Keith's like, be like me. (laughs) Be like me. (laughs) I mean, I would tell everyone to be like me if I had the opportunity. I wouldn't. (laughs) That's a good point. Can you imagine if everyone in the world was like any one of us? It's a terrifying thought. (laughs) You mean really good looking? I know. There's more. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone uh, is Andrew. Nobody wants to drive. <laughs> <laughs> I drive though. That's a difference. I know. Uh, I could say the same thing about me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You. <laughs> uh, but anyway, if you have any game suggestions, please email us or reach out to us. You can go to GamePassGrabBag.com. You'll find the links to all of our stuff. Please, we love to hear game suggestions. Uh, you can find me on Xbox Live at Firebird0952. Thank you again, Magic Mind, for the wonderful sponsorship. Please check out our link. We will have it on our GamePassGrabBag.com. And it's, of course, on the show notes. Keith, you can stop blowing your nose. and uh... Yeah, I've been Keith, and I was blowing my nose, so I was on mute. But I'm back now. Uh, you have two people re- uh, ask this game. you got to give two scores now for listeners. Was, also, uh... bless you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I hope Andrew will edit that out. That's embarrassing. Um, was it was it Kelly? Nope. It was Donnie uh, and uh, Daniel. Donnie and Daniel. 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 Back again. So 9.5. I don't remember what I gave Daniel last time. And then Donnie, you're at base 9. You can't can't go lower than that. And Starfield was great. So 9.3. So you gave him the worst score. No, because I gave him a 9.3. Did you, you, you said you can't. You said you can't go lower than nine. Yeah, I said he started at nine, and then I added the point three because I feel was great. Listen to what <laughs> I'm saying. Don't don't take words out of my mouth. Donnie gets a nine point three. Dale gets a nine point five. Donnie, come back again, and and you'll you'll probably get a higher score unless you give me a bad game. Sounds like you're picking favorites. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> oh, I I have favorites. I've admitted this before. Everyone is my favorite. I'm Am a I bad listener. <laughs> <laughs> Except for apparently Donnie, you gave him a Everyone has a different score, but you're all my favorites. I'm with a new gamer tech coming up to eat, and I'm on Twitter. 
Did I say that right? No, you did. I'm just loving a key. Oh, <laughs> and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Liz Noob. Noob is EW. All right, everyone. We love you all. We'll see you next week. Bye, Bye guys. Thank you.